This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.07, you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila Lin and Sharat. First up on the show today, the work of bringing home the postal votes from an Australian perspective. Yes, so actually this is a global thing, right? It's just that our guest uh, shortly is going to be somebody who's at this moment in time working to bring back the postal votes from Australia. But as we know, the postal vote when it arrives to people, when their ballot gets there, when it is that they'll be able to send it back. All of that has been running on a pretty fraught timeline. There have been a lot of very anxious Malaysians uh, taking to air and just saying, you know, when when exactly are we going to be receiving our ballots? Are we sure that we're going to be able to get things back on time? So... Um, If we look at the numbers, there are around 1.86 million Malaysians living overseas. And uh, we are shortly going to be hearing from the Advocacy Director of the Malaysia Student Councils of Australia. And they are currently coordinating postal voting efforts in Australia, acting as part of the Malaysian Student Organisation Global Coalition. So they have arranged ballot collection areas in uh, almost all the states in Australia, except the Northern Territory. And it is taking place right now um, from November 10th to 17th. Vote Malaysia and Undi 18 volunteers will sort the ballots in Kuala Lumpur on November 16 and 17 and then distribute them to the correct polling stations. You know, what's wonderful about this is it just shows the kind of can-do spirit of Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Malaysians who have come to believe that, you know, the system's not going to fill these gaps and they're going to have to do it themselves. But when you look at the numbers, right, so I think Vote Malaysia and Undi 18 are collaborating to bring that 50,000 postal votes. Now, the question is, when you have over 20 million voters right on the registry now, how much of a dent? That's kind of a question you might ask. But when you think of how competitive uh, the elections are going to be this time around, maybe those extra 100 votes in a constituency might be all that, uh, you know, prevents somebody from winning or losing. And a number of things to sort out, right? And and that's what we'll hear from our guests later as well. Because um, as we've been hearing from a lot of postal voters overseas, uh, from finding that witness to to uh, witness you voting, uh, to things like uh, people getting their ballots late, the high cost of international posting, um, the closing of the application just four days before the election. So all of these have been challenges. Um, and so there have been a number of things, a number of roadblocks here. Um, so I think it, it will be actually really interesting to hear about not just the process, but what lessons can be learned from this and the kind of reform we need to our uh, postal voting system. Anyway, we will be hearing very shortly from Elin Tan, who is the National Advocacy Director at the Malaysia Student Council of Australia. Uh, But let us know, do you know anyone who is casting a postal vote? Are you worried about them making the deadline? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp or send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. It's 5.11. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. And today we're talking about bringing the post overseas postal votes home and hearing specifically from efforts uh, in Australia. So let us know, do you know anyone who's casting a postal vote and are you worried about them not making the deadline? 
You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp or send us a voice note zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now on the line with us is Elin Tan, who is National Advocacy Director at the Malaysia Student Councils of Australia. Elin, good to have you with us. Hi, everyone. Good to have everyone here today. So this is going to be the biggest coordinated effort ever to get overseas ballots back home. Talk to us about the scale of this. Um, How many postal votes are you hoping to collect in Australia and how many people are involved in making this happen? Yes, so we all started with, you know, students, uh, students associations, and then we standard, extended with, you know, the Malaysian community because they have a greater outreach. And just today, uh, I just held the collection point and we collected around 388 in RMIT University in Melbourne. And we're going to expect more than that, uh, throughout the next few days. So, um, we can start it from like, from hundreds until 5,000. And talk to us. Australia. Yep. And talk to us about how the joint effort has been with uh, Undi 18. Yep. So if Undi 18, so uh, what they do is that they would coordinate with us, the student association, which is MASCA. And, you know, what we do is to engage with all the, uh, the flyers and the runners. So on ground, we coordinate with the runners and also the collection points. And once we collect all the ballots, we send it to the flyers. And we have flyers, you know, flying across um, Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide and Perth as well. We just had our first flyer um, arrive in Malaysia from Perth and from Adelaide. And yes, it's a very big coordination. So, Eileen, yeah, talk about the the the, uh, the reception to this initiative. I mean, what is the mood like? And, uh, you know, how does it compare to uh, the last time there was an election? Did you, in fact, have anything on in 2018? Yes. So from my experience, because I was still in Australia back then, because um, I came in 2017, and I can see um, the last G fourteenth, and I was told that you know it was more of the community um, arrangement, with along with the global birthday, and it, I was told it's very it's it's all over the place, you know there wasn't a what's it called like a streamlined, but with Undi eighteen you know we managed to um, how to have like a very a strict coordination because we have to meet certain deadline and cut off time with Undi eighteenth where we have to pass all the ballots by the 18th at uh, 3 p.m. at KLIA. And just to be clear, you're not collecting just from students, right? This is actually a coordinated effort across all Malaysians that might be interested. That's right. And it's not just students. Also, uh, We're also open to working adults and also the Malaysian family. And briefly, um, I think this is something that Sharat touched on a little bit earlier, but how would you describe the level of political engagement that you've seen from Malaysians broadly living in Australia? I can say it's more of a mixed because, you know, with students back in the days, you know, we, we don't have many political awareness. But with now, you know, with the com- upcoming GE15, we have received a lot of uh, basically a webinar session conducted by one of uh, Professor James Chin from uh, Tasmania University and to talk about, um, you know, the political factors and also understanding each part, uh, party manifestos. And also, you know, with the younger outreach, you know, through social media, you know, presenting about, you know, what's, um, you know, what, what have the government has given back to Malaysia. And also, you know, uh, with, with the current trends of the, of the uh, flooding and the COVID, how does that impact it, you know, with the political aspect? Now, Elin, uh, we understand that your organization, Masca, has also identified a few barriers that voters would be facing. Uh, this includes uh, finding a witness, uh, the late arrival of ballots, uh, a short window uh, to apply for postal voting. 
Talk to us about what's been like to firefight these issues. Yes, so because funding is really an issue at the first because you know we have to assist to fund for uh, flyers when it comes to excess baggage, and also our volunteers here, you know, uh, to ensure their well-being itself. And um, so what we do is we did a crowdfunding across uh, Moscow National, so all funds will go to our account. And we're, we're having a hard time allocating budget because it just keeps changing, you know, with our uh, collection points. It just gets bigger each day. And there's been extension, especially from Tasmania. They decided to, you know, extend next few days because they know there's a lot of ballots coming, considering the ballots just arrived. And, you know, why not just open for, you know, just to collect some. And also about the witnesses, you know, cons- I would say most Malaysian has a Malaysian friend at least. But considering those from regional, the Northern Territory, sorry, regional or the countrysides, um, this is a very tricky part. But um, they're happy to like come over. Even this one man came on a train for one hour just to came to pass their ballots to show that how much, you know, their, patriot- their patriotism to just put one vote, um, just to include one vote counts. And yes, yeah, that what's the other one if I missed that out? Well, in, in the the short uh, window to apply for postal voting did that stop people? Did people a lot of people miss that uh, uh, that period where they had to apply to get a postal vote? Yes, every day I've been receiving around hundred hundred calls each day, and I can say thirty percent just miss you know the second registration because first is the MySPR, and we understand MySPR it takes long time to get approval. And they didn't know or they weren't notified, you know, to register for the second one, which is the postal ballot registration. And they assume that, you know, our collection point is the voting hub, but it's not. It's just we are here to collect the ballots, which is very unfortunate. And it really disappoints some Malaysian voters, especially, who was very, you know, enthusiastic, you know, ready, came all the way to the collection point, And it just breaks their heart. So speaking of MySPR, has the Election Commission been helpful in helping to empower postal voters? And if not, what do you think stops them? I would say mostly, first of all, it's the language, because, you know, most of the conduct is in Malaysia, I'm sorry, in Pasar Melayu. And um, it's just that not everyone is BAM literacy, even myself, but I'm trying to, even some people, they need to have, you know, another friend to translate for them. And um, I would say because some of them, they do, you know, they do, you know, go through all the video conducted by um, EC. And it was very straightforward, especially, you know, how to place your uh, poster vote on a poster ballot, which is very straightforward. And with that, we can use it to integrate, you know, for our own infographics and make it more uh, readable and accessible to all. What has struck you most about the entire experience so far? Um what struck me the most is that it's actually my first time experience, you know, I can see a lot of Malaysians, you know, who is, you know, very happy that we're all doing all this because it's our first time organizing, um, you know, um, post a ballot initiative where we help to uh, collect all the ballots and send it back to Undi 18th. And I can see, I was so happy like yesterday, this, um, this lady, she even brought us like a gum stick, a glue stick and some snacks for our volunteers just to cheer us up, you know, Although there's a lot of hands, you know, receiving phone calls and um, a lot of questions as well. And we do see disappointment, but that didn't stop us the next following days. Because, you know, our goal is to ensure we can collect as many ballots as we can. So, Elin, how would you like to see the process being uh, refined for the next general election, presumably in about five years' time? Mm-hmm. I would say I was hoping to have more flexibility, where there'll be enough time for us to, you know, place our registration 
for a registration to vote as a postal voter and also have the time, you know, to receive the ballots before election. It's all about flexibility and the time. The time is very important. Eileen, thanks for speaking with us today. No worries. Thank you for having me. That was Eileen Tan, National Advocacy Director at the Malaysia Student Councils of Australia, um, giving us some insight into the um, process, but also the challenges when it comes to getting the postal votes home uh, and in Australia, specifically in this case. And we've been asking you, do you know anyone casting a postal vote? Are you worried about them not making the deadline? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or send us a voice note 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we do have some messages. So Audrey um, sent a picture of people collecting ballots and said, Berse in action collecting ballots in Sydney. Um, my daughter and son-in-law just submitted theirs. During GE14, I had to meet the person who would bring back the ballot and submit to the relevant station. This time, I've been told they'll coordinate everything. So well done to the volunteers from Undi18 and Berse. Thank you, thank you. Uh, however, my son and daughter-in-law in Auckland have yet to receive their ballot. Um yeah, Audrey, you know, um, I- I'm glad that you had uh, such an easy experience. Thanks to the volunteers, actually, because I also know many people who had were waiting till the last possible moment and just got their ballot papers. Definitely lots to improve on the process. You know, what this is, is actually, you know, playing citizen, right? You're, fu- you're kind of doing something that is largely about uh, the, your membership in something called the nation state. And so, uh, you know, the, it is in some ways the fact that the elections commission, you know, through bureaucratic inertia or just their ineptitude or, or, or um, their unwillingness to help really empower Malaysians overseas has created the very basis for actions and activities that create citizens. I mean, it's just the, the paradox of it. The, you know, the election commission unwittingly is creating more Malaysians because of its failures. We also have Rosalind saying, my three friends from the Netherlands and the US have yet to receive their ballot papers today. Message from my US friend this morning. No, belum dapat ballot. Same nonsense as with the previous election. Called SPR yesterday to ask for the tracking code for the ballot. They couldn't give it to me because they didn't have a record. Many haven't received it. The volunteer travelling back to Malaysia left today and there's probably no way I can send it back in time. Frustrating. Frustrating feels like an understatement, a little bit. I mean, because even hearing this, I'm not the person, right, who's living in the US who hasn't received my ballot. And even I feel, you know, a sense of blood boiling because it's a... it feels like the robbing of your ability to cast a vote, right? For things that are utterly beyond your control. So speaking of ability, I know somebody who just spent um, 100 US dollars to get their uh, ballot back um, through Express Post. And I was just thinking that's so prohibitive for so many people. Not 100 everybody, US dollars. 100 US dollars. Um, that's a lot. Not everyone can make those kinds of choices. Yeah, and that you know that amount is increasing every day, it seems. The, the other thing is, where are our foreign missions? And what is their role in this? And, you know, why do we not hear from them and why are they not engaging Malaysians overseas? Well, Sharad, earlier you mentioned bureaucratic inertia and this seems to be something that... I'm going to mention it more and more this evening. Yes, I can tell. You've got that look in your eye. But I I do think that, you know, to your point, this clearly is an extension, right? We spoke earlier about the SPR, the EC, you know, this particular body and how the bureaucracy there, or at least what we perceive to be the bureaucracy is problematic. But as you point out, it extends beyond that, right? Because you're right. Um, 
where else would I go as a Malaysian living abroad in order to get help, right? It shouldn't necessarily fall to volunteer organisations to provide those answers. No, and, and so many having to do it on an ad hoc basis is really quite unbelievable. Um, we are talking about casting the overseas postal vote. Let us know. Do you know anyone casting it? Are you worried about them not making the deadline? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp or send us a voice note zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.